Who could not become more tomorrow than they are today? Everybody has that power. So simple. It could be as simple as easy breath of a book. One touching thought that opens a new paradigm, a new way of thinking. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg, of course, host of the Habits to Goals podcast. Today, we have, <laughs> I'm saying this quite a bit these days, another phenomenal guest. This, this guy is truly an extraordinary uh, visionary and leader, and what he's doing just reeks of uh, vision and courage and, and leadership, and we're going to get into all of the above. Please welcome to the show David Katz, and that is with a K. David, how are you doing today, sir? Well, Martin, I'm I'm, I'm beautiful, and thank you for the kind introduction. Thank well, you. I'm I'm this the I'm just not throwing out hyperbole here. This is a very very sincere intro. I'm. I'm blown away at, at the good work you are doing, um, and I think it goes to the heart. You know, I I'm going to confess. I quickly pulled up your your LinkedIn, and what struck me was the final sentence. I think is worth sharing. <laughs> David is a steward of the earth and a champion for the poor. So again, David Katz, one of the great Canadians of all time. <laughs> Uh, it's an honor to have you on Habits to Goals. So customarily, Monsieur, we kick this off with a GTR, a good things report. And as is customary, you, as the guest, can go first or defer to me. You know, Martin, there is nothing to not be absolutely in gratitude for. I am here with you creating abundance. So my my good things report is the beauty of being able to share our message and to have people that are passionate and inspired by this, moving this forward. So I my good things report is you and, and the opportunity to connect with anyone who's listening. Wow. And that's my authentic answer. Well, uh, right back at you, sir. So, so mine is <laughs> a little less... Uh, on, on the heavy plane, but but I'm <laughs> I'm as I said I've cranked out a few few interviews here earlier. So I'm down to something wonderful. I'm taking it's spring break for my kids, and there mm. is actually a, a tie-in to your good work. We we stay down on the the coast in Baja uh, mm. about three days surfing in the beautiful ocean. So that's where, of course, mm. we'll get into the the plastic mm-hmm. bank and, and your great work. So that's my GTR. I'm, I'm looking forward to that head out tomorrow morning and it's going to be a good one. Hopefully the weather cooperates. So it looks like it might rain a little. Um, as we do again, customarily, I like to kind of 
get into some of the backstory. Do you mind sharing, David Katz, like where you you grew up, where you went to high school, if if and where you went to college, that sort of thing. You know, I, I'm a very, I was a very, very solid C student. <laughs> awesome. Um, college, college was not elusive, but uh, I grew up in Victoria. I grew up on an island, a uh, little, little ways away from Vancouver. If, for those listeners who might not know where it is, but I grew up on the ocean's edge, and um, and and that was my playground. That's where I stayed. That's that was kind of really the origin perhaps of where we are today and what I'm doing today is being acutely aware of what was degrading, what was washing up on the beach. And I've been in this space for, for decades where people are just waking up to it. Went to school in Vancouver with the British Columbia Institute of Technology. My parents were in the tavern business and hotel business. And my education was in hospitality administration, learning how to execute uh, businesses within the hospitality space, which uh, serves me no purpose today, uh, other than being in a position to learn how to learn, as and, all school is. And service. And service, absolutely. Wow. No question. And, right. and a solid C student, I love that, because uh, <laughs> I think we, we probably share that. Um <laughs> So, so at what point do you begin? Because I know you have probably a handful of uh, entrepreneurial ventures. What talk about maybe your your first foray into the entrepreneurial space? Well, I was um, twelve. Twelve, and um, I I commandeered uh, the family self propelled Toro lawnmower and began to poster uh, the neighborhood. Uh, that I was a landscaper for hire. I mean, you know, I've never had a job. I've always been in in execution. And I think more importantly, that maybe some of my life's lessons were the that if it was up to if it was to be, it was up to me. I mean, I think that that transfers into the bank. Interesting. Did we lose your hair, so, buddy? When I'm I'm back, so forgive me for that. Um, and. Um, and, and that's just been that's just been a story moving forward is 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 being in this position where I've just been in execution and um, and and the last business and now as a waiter once as well but that was somewhat self-employed too I mean that was you know sure. the better I, the more that I sold them um, the more they'd come back and the more I'd make now the business I had previous to this um, was in was in GPS tracking and so we built. Um, you know, we ultimately developed and sold a, uh, a technology that was embedded inside vehicles that let our clients reduce the costs uh, and time in the delivery of service and product. That's a subscription-based business that we developed over more than a decade, and uh, part of that entrepreneurial experience also included uh, the acquisition and uh, growing an organization that was attractive for acquisition. And, and and in that as well, I got to learn what it was like to not have purpose. I was able to grow myself in an entrepreneurial way that allowed me to grow an organization in my absence. And so I was able to have money. I was able to learn that it wasn't money that I was after in the end, although that's maybe why I began. But that wasn't fulfilling. And I was able to understand what it was like to not be in which is also part of this journey. 
So we are really a culmination, a summation of all of the experiences and all of the decisions we've ever made. And people ask me all the time, like, how did you get to where you are? What was it? They're looking for that kind of magic bullet. But authentically, you have to understand that it is everything that you have ever experienced that has gotten you to where you are. And that's the plastic thing. That's that's beautiful. And, yeah, I think it's... It's uh, Kierkegaard. It says you can you can only live life forward and understand mm-hmm. it backwards. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So when you mm-hmm. talk about the culmination of all these varied experiences, and mm-hmm. I'm sure successes and failures, and do you, are you at liberty to share the the tracking company name? If not, yeah, it was Nero N E R O Global Tracking. Okay. And it's been it's been purchased from a and, uh, uh, I'm just gonna throw I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't know if the mic is moving or maybe touching. It's like sometimes you're crystal clear and sometimes okay. maybe not so much. So just just Thank not you. not the end of the world. I just want to uh, alert you to that. So that's Nero Global Track. And how many years uh, did that go on? Eleven. It's still going. Uh, yeah, acquired by a public company, and uh, I think that it's probably been it's been 15 years now that company's been around. So we started when we had to teach people how to spell GPS. I mean, we started in the days before real navigation and things. Sure. So it's a very, very early story, which also came from a childhood experience uh, where I was rescued at sea, um, fortunately, uh, from having GPS uh, on a sailboat my father built and while he was having a heart attack in a oh my 20, 20 foot uh, breaking wave in a 60 knot wind off the northern coast of California, I was able to use a coordinate um, and then radio that to the Coast Guard, calling for a mayday, which ultimately led to our rescue. And then so moving that forward, uh, you know, understanding the power of being able to understand position. Right. And then being able to transmit that out automatically, you know, regularly overlaying that on a street map with engine condition and other things would be a very powerful business tool. Amen. And how old were you when that went down? At sea with my dad. Yeah. 15. 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, great presence. And, was, and the gift in it again was that, you know, and this was really, this was a quintessential moment in my entrepreneurial, in my life in general, in the understanding and the knowing that if I was to survive, if I was to, if I was to thrive, if anything in life, the only thing that I could guarantee in life was my ambition and, and energy into it. And if it was to be, it was up to me. I love that. And if saying. something was to be created, it was, it was up to me. Yeah. So that was a gift in that. And all of the terror and all of that and all of the post-traumatic stress and, and all of that, the gift was that I became independent. I became powerful. I became the creator. Well, I, you know, this with all we're all the creator. I mean, we are all the creator. We get to create whatever, right? And so I got to recognize that I was the creator. Yeah, and at the very least, we're we're co-creators. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, at you're, the very least. Yeah. yeah, at the very least, and and the fact uh, that, for lack of a better way of putting it, you're making lemonade. Lemonade out of lemons, and in every situation, I mean, God, your your yeah, father's yeah. having a heart attack, but you're able to look back on it and see 
see right. the value of GPS and see that right. there was incredible value in self-reliance and responsibility right. and right. ownership. And, and if it's, right. if it's to be, it's up to me. So, uh, right. yeah, that's right. just a great mindset <laughs> for right. all of us right. to be, uh, perpetually reminded of. So that's fantastic. I, I so much want to get into the plastic bank. So we're just going to go there now. Um, share a little bit because I, I can't do it justice. Just tell us like, what was the, and I know some of this, but, but I want you to share it for the listener, the inspiration for, for the plastic bank and the, the, in many ways, I want to say subtle, and and I guess not so subtle, but the solution you have you have crafted mm-hmm. and 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 feel free, just take it away, bud. The plastic bank is born from the knowing that there is a catastrophe that's been unfolding in the ocean from the inception and idea of plastic, from the very origin of it that has been flowing into the sea. I've not yet met anyone now, today, years ago. When I had the ideas, when I first began, people didn't quite comprehend what was occurring. Today, I've not yet met anyone that has not said, oh, my goodness, someone has to do something about what's happening. Look, look what's occurring in the, in, the, in the beaches. Look what's occurring in the bellies of birds and whales and, and this mass extinction that is being inflicted upon us from plastic. Right. And so I've been in the execution of that. What we do is prohibit the flow of plastic from entering the ocean to begin with. Like if you were to walk into your kitchen and the sink was overflowing, spilling all over the floor, you would panic. You'd have a bucket, a mop, and a plunger. What do you do first? And the answer is always to turn off the tap. Yeah. Right? So why aren't we doing the same for the ocean? I mean, it'd be pointless to mop or plunge or scoop up the water if we don't turn off the tap first. And that's what we do. We do that by creating an ecosystem that reveals value in waste. There's a variety of models in it. What we most easily exemplify is that one part of that model, what we've grown, is is now today the world's largest chain of stores for the ultra-ultra-poor, where everything in the store can be purchased using plastic cartons. That's fantastic. Everything is available. So school tuition, medical insurance, everything else. Everything. Wow. Mm -hmm. So everything from food to insurance. And... So the plastic bank, my, my understanding is that this, this plastic is given a value even above its tradable or recyclable value. So it really incentivizes these, these people in poorer countries to, to collect and, and turn it in. Um, the one part of, of the model I'm, I'm curious of is, the funding of it is it is it the corporations is like yeah we, I, we, I, we go ahead nothing is sold above the value we we sell social plastic social plastic it's not recycled plastic it's not virgin plastic it's social plastic it's its own category that's what we've created we've created a category of material whose value is transferred through the lives of the people who encounter it right and forth Okay. And so that that social plastic is a material whose value is then transferred for collection. 
So here, here, Martin, here's a question. Uh, if every bottle or every piece of plastic packaging you saw, yep. all of it, no matter big or small, was worth $5, okay. how many would you go collect? How many would be in the garbage can? How many would be in the environment? How many would be in the ocean's edge? Right. None. So it's not the material, it's us. It's the value that we've been placing on it. And when we take that material value, and now in the eyes of the poor, it's school tuition. So it's not even the $20 a month that it would be replacing. It's not even the school tuition. What the school tuition does is it provides literacy for their children. So what does literacy provide for the children? It's the end of poverty. You see, so it's not the bottle. They look at it and go, that's the end of the the inflicted torture that I've lived in in generations. Right. It's the end of poverty. It's a paradigm shift. I, no, no, and I get that. I misspoke. I I understand. I truly understand hashtag social plastic. But yeah. what I'm what I'm challenged with and yes is 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 who's where's the funding come from? Oh, we sell the material. We collect the material and we and we get it ready for export as a raw material. We sell it to companies like Shell Energy. Um, Henkel, the big German consumer goods company, we've got a whole, just like it's been so profound of late. Um, yeah, so, uh, so on the beautiful fr- new announcements coming up. Right. So on the front end, it's social plastic. On the yep. back end, the engine is still this, this, and, and I think that's, so, so mm-hmm. that's what's funding it is the recycling engine on the back end. You're getting these corporations to reuse this. Yeah, they buy it. Yeah, and that's that's what we're doing today. But the model, you know, ultimately this ecosystem, because it it actually exhibits itself in a variety of ways, and we don't endeavor to continue to build stories. We have built a blockchain banking application for the poor that allows for the safe, authentic transfer of value globally. And so we've created a bank for the unbankable that uses plastic as the input. And so, and that and that they get to use within their community. They can transfer value around the world, like even in Vancouver. One of the ways that we connect the entire world in it is that at the at the bottom deposit locations here, you can take back your plastic, and instead of taking back the dollar or two, you can deposit it in the account of the poor around the world. Right. I love that. Right. So that's what we're doing. So so even like within our collectors in Haiti, someone could deposit the value of material downtown, and their mother could withdraw cooking fuel across the city. Right. The bank. We create a banking platform powered through IBM with a blockchain, so we give the authenticity of the supply chain. In the long term, we're just participating in the transaction fee of that. That's where we need to be. We need to return the lowest cost feedstock and material on the planet. Now, in in in, in the process of launching this economy, uh, we sell that material, and that, that we broker, you know. You know, just, just the German consumer goods company, Henkel, is committed to 100 million kilo a year. Right? That's roughly a dollar a kilo. Wow. Right. And so, so the business seems to be profound as well. You know, there's, there's, there's money, there's good money in doing good things. Yeah. And I mean, just from the supply side, it, so in where, where did the first plastic bank go? Location-wise, well, we started in Peru, and, and in Peru, we learned what not to do. Right, we're in Lima, and we when we learned how, you know, we went in. We thought that we would go in, create it, engage the poor, illiterate, 
Right. Um, and it turns out that if they don't know you already, they're highly skeptical, don't trust you. And, um, and then you face the mafia and other people who are, and so we learned how not to do that. What we did learn there wow. was that there were organizations around the world already trying to influence the collector market. Wow. And, and what we needed to do is build a business process and system for them. And the more that we can build a business system and create a franchise type model where people feel connected, build community, where they felt identified, hmm. then, then they'd be more likely to participate. And we found an organization in Haiti that was trying to do the same thing. They had, you know, great relationships in the market, but they were bankrupt because they were trying to run it as a nonprofit. And so we took over that infrastructure, continue to build that, brand it, learn it, execute on it, advocate more profoundly for the poor, build more things in a market approach, not just cash, but how do we, how do we elicit the rest of the market, not just the abject impoverished to use recycling. And, and that's where cell phone minutes came in. When did the first, uh, when did plasticbank.org just, uh, when was that founded? I had the idea May the 11th, 2013. 2013. 2013, yeah. And then the first one opens in Peru with various unforeseeable challenges. <laughs> and right. and what, year, what year is that? Uh, that would have been probably January 2014. Wow. You know, we, we went through, we started building this ecosystem. We knew that we had to, you know, have, you know, consumer sentiment. We, we launched this petition online, uh, you know, like our page. If you think corporations should use, you know, ocean bound plastic that alleviates poverty that, that blossomed immediately. We were able to substantiate the movement, the, the demand for the material before, before the, you know, big companies knew that that was going to be a thing. I and mean, we, we trademarked social plastic that took us a couple of years to trademark that globally. That was a, a large investment as well. We knew that we needed to create a category. We knew that we couldn't play the same commodity place because that wouldn't enliven the poor. Right. And you as know, you said, you want to create a distinction between this that, isn't, this isn't just, this is paradigm shifting. It's not just recycling. Nope. <laughs> right. The whole thing is a paradigm shift. It all is. Of it, it's all of it is living in the possibility. We were, you know, back to, you know, I'm the creator. I mean, the creator lives through me. I am the, you know, this is the expression of the creator. We're creating something. We're living into the future of possibility that doesn't exist. We have to stand there and then we invite people into that possibility. That's what this is. Uh, that is a great sentence. <laughs> living in the yeah. future of possibility and inviting Correct. people to join us. Correct. And we use word to do that. Um, that yeah. is beautiful. So, and just in true entrepreneurial fashion, you, you're encountering one unforeseeable obstacle after the other. So the natural question is, uh, honestly, I mean, just like I think the listener has to be, somebody has to be wondering what, what, what makes you, and I, I know the answer because we touched on it earlier. But what makes you think you can tackle a challenge so big? Uh, and then well, as you encounter one uh, obstacle after another, how, how have you not given up? Well, there's no such thing as obstacles, Martin, really. I think that, you know, there's a conversation here. I, I see opportunities to begin again. I see opportunities to change my approach. I, change, I, I, I learn 
and, I, and, and any obstacle that I encounter, I know that's the way I need to go. And, and if anyone's listening as well, I can assure you that those things that you don't want to do are the things you need to do, period. Think of any phone call you don't want to have. Think of any conversation you don't want to have. I guarantee you that's the most important conversation you need to have. Do those things you don't want to do and your success is almost assured. So there's no obstacles. And who am I? I? I am just anyone else. That's the beauty of this. And the power that continues to be elicited inside of me comes from living into the possibility, into the future, not from the past thoughts in my head, not from what I think other people want. I'm the creation. I create it. That has got no influence. No one else is creating this. I create this. That's, of course, there's nothing that can stop me. No, I just, I wanted to give that a nice long pause and let that sink in. That was a a fantastic string of uh, consciousness there and, and exactly. words words to live by. So it's beautiful. Yes, right. And that's just what it was, was consciousness. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I live consciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's... Yeah. It's it's called, <laughs> it's called habits to goals because right. the idea just just so you know we consciously craft habits which by definition right. are things that we perform with little mm-hmm. or no conscious thought but we can consciously right. craft those so they serve us largely unconsciously um, right and just because there's only so much energy in the day and, and willpower wanes and that sort of thing. So, but just a fantastic synopsis of, because I think 99.9% of the population look at that problem, maybe over exaggerating, 99%, and they just say it's way too big. Somebody mm-hmm. else will do it. Somebody else will come up with the, solution and you have stepped up and so when i kicked this off i said it's reeks of big vision great leadership and uh i just i i want i want to hear the words of that person in those ideas and and how they can empower and be shared with the listeners let's touch on this this is important for listeners and I, as well, was overwhelmed in the idea. I, like anyone else, had this thought, someone needs to do something about it. And that, I recognized as well, came to me when I lost power, when I recognized I didn't think it could be me, someone else. It didn't come to me because I think that someone else, the, the thought doesn't, if you think of anything that you would, any grand challenge, anything that you think that there's an injustice, something, and you say someone's got to do something about it, that's not actually what you hear. What you hear is I'm passionate about it. I want to do something about it. I can't, I don't know how, I don't believe in myself. So I wish it upon someone else. We just miss that whole middle part. So we say someone should do something about it. Now, I heard it as well, but what I was able to receive in that very, very moment in this grand idea was that I didn't need to be the person that could change the world. I didn't need to be the person that could influence society or humanity or the environment at all. What I needed to do was become the person who could do it. 
I need to only embark on my own journey, my own becoming. And the greater I did that, the more change would appear beside me. Much simpler. No, again, I'm just sitting here, just scratching notes and just like, I, I just have the biggest smile on my face. So the becoming, as you know, the becoming is our, it's our character. Our character is defined literally like the Latin root of habit. And the, the frequent listener knows this is habitus. And it means condition or character. That is our condition and our character at this present moment is the sum total of all our thought habits and all our behavior habits. So what you were saying is I wasn't worried or focused too much on something out there that people were going to view as this big answer. I was just focused on me becoming something that could rise to the challenge and be right. part of the solution. That's right. character. That's leadership. Right. That's vision. That's beautiful. Right. Right. Thank you. And, and who can't be more tomorrow than they are today? Right. Well, Read it, one page of a book and you are something different. Beautiful. Say that again. Read one page of a book and you become something different. Right. But the who sentence, the sentence you more? said before. Yeah. <laughs> All right, a quick timeout. Again, thank you so much for joining me and Habits to Goals. I hope you are digging this interview. I want to share with you something pretty cool we've just thrown out there. You can catch this either live or recorded. It's a webinar I put on. It's about 60 minutes. It goes through nine major tips. It gives you background about the habit factor, a little bit about me, and an overview, an intro to something we have put together called the 28-Day Breakthrough fantastic course really the goal of which is it's the old you don't feed a man a fish or woman you teach them to fish and so this is built above beneath around the habit factor really gets in depth with mission vision values some great modules around Goals in particular, energy, the mastery mindset, those are uh, modules that are included. Anyways, check it out. All you have to do is go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash 28. That's the number 2828 day, D A Y webinar. That's thehabitfactor.com forward slash 28 day webinar. You can get the info, sign up, and hopefully we'll see you on the inside. And with that, let's get back to this fantastic interview. Cheers. Who could not become more tomorrow than they are today? Everybody has that power. So simple. It could be as simple as easy breath of a book. One touching thought that opens a new paradigm, a new way of thinking. This is fantastic. Yeah, and that's part of the metamorphosis. I mean, the, the, there are three great constants in life, right? right. Change, choice, and principles. And, and mm. change, mm. because it's always mm. something is changing, something in our environment's changing, the, the idea mm-hmm. that our metamorphosis, so, so we could sit on a couch mm-hmm. and change, and we mm-hmm. will change, maybe just not yeah. the way we want, or we can harness that 
and mm-hmm. guide our character. Mm-hmm. And largely we can do that through our thinking and our behavior. So, uh, but Ooh. I've never heard it put like that, that mm-hmm. just, and I think it's brilliant, just, just reading a sentence, getting an idea is part of that metamorphosis. So, and it's ongoing every day. Beautiful. All the time. The only thing constant is change. You get to choose which way you go. Absolutely. So, so now the plastic bank, let's, let's get up to 2018 if we can. And you had a fantastic TED talk. I believe that was at IBM, right? Oh no. Did we lose you? Oh no. I think we lost him. So, all right, we got David back. Slight technical difficulty. David, let's let's bring it up to 2018 here. That the plastic bank originates. Right. It sounds like five years ago, which is very short yeah. short time ago. And and yeah. now, why don't you give us an idea, like how many countries it's in, and what kind of the roadmap towards the future looks like. Mm, a lot has occurred in five years, including a you know a beautiful chain of stores in Haiti. Um, we're engaging around eleven thousand collectors there. We have um, launched successfully the Philippines. Shell Energy is committed. Uh, there are thousand gas station locations as collection locations. There'll be an additional thousand locations in the Philippines as we continue to grow. Uh, we are in Brazil working within Sao Paulo, urban implementation, working within cooperatives and favelas. Uh, we're just launching into Indonesia and uh, South Africa beckons and Ethiopia beckons and India beckons. So currently uh, Indonesia, the Philippines, Haiti, Brazil, and we continue to grow and expand. And selling, um, you know, hundreds of millions of uh, kilos of material are committed and uh, blockchain banking application um, and some of the biggest companies in the world. I mean, not only did we have to build out a recycling infrastructure, learn how to communicate with the abject uh, illiterate and impoverished, working in areas where my life has been threatened, where people bring guns to negotiate, um, building all of that, creating an infrastructure for the poor, advocacy for the poor, uh, but we've also had to simultaneously be selling the material, working with some of the biggest corporations in the world, dealing with supply chain, right? Uh, and then, you know, trying to move that, plus the logistics behind all of that, while building a brand, while administering and protecting our trademark, while uh, at the same time building and executing over an organization that can do that by growing and hiring. And I've been self-funded. So while managing cash flow, while trying to elicit sales out of big corporations, while working with the poor, it's been a monumental task. (laughs) And uh, what a gift in my becoming. I didn't see this happening. I didn't see the journey into consciousness. So much came to me in the moment when I had the plastic bag idea. It was was so powerful. uh, And I didn't know how powerful. I knew that it was going to be big. But the gift was who I got to become. That simply, that's it. I get to be that person. What a, what a, what, we're going to be a National Geographic in May. I was introduced by Jane Goodall, the United Nations, for being a beacon of hope for humanity. 
I, I mean, I'm, you know, there's four documentaries unfolding about us right now where, you know, it's just been so beautiful. It's just so important for, for, for the world. And more importantly, what I really want to do is exhibit that anybody can do it. And that it's all up to us. And we can, we're unlimited, powerful, beyond our imagination. And, and to get there, you have to stop thinking that you're not. Now, that's an actual esoteric and deep thought. But there's a lot in it. You have to stop thinking that you're not the person. And that's a big journey. And, and that's one well lived as well. Yeah, it's. I mean, it takes a tremendous amount of of courage, and and so when you're you're listing that litany, and I'm thinking about the logistics. I mean, my first thought is like, how <laughs> how can a how can a listener help you? How can we help you? How can I help you? Like, what what does the plastic bank that you know need from us yeah what we need from everyone who's listening is a few things first off be 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 absolutely aware that whatever you buy is what people will make and if you whatever you buy is a vote and you are voting for things and if you are voting for excessive packaging that's what they'll provide if you're voting for single use material that's all provide they will provide what you vote for the consumer has never been more powerful the most powerful consuming group in history exists right now they're listening to you all the time in that demand that the materials they use bring benefit and value to the planet demand it Vote for it. Buy those things. You are a cause in the matter as well. Vote for the change that you want to see. And so that's important. Tell, tell them. And then if you want, be even more vocal. Reach out to any brand, any, any product that you buy. Let them know about social plastic. Tell them that's the material that they should be using. Alleviate poverty. Clean the environment simultaneously. That's what I want to buy. That's what I want to make as a change in my life. Do you, do you provide, and I want you to keep going, but I, while I'm thinking about this, do you provide a means, uh, and you obviously you have so many things going on, but, but I know some orgs have pre-written, you know, like email templates, templates? and uh -huh. yes. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of resources at plasticbank.org. Okay. We launched fantastic. a beautiful campaign, a, um, you know, this tweet campaign, like, you know, and, and wow, that's been so powerful for me. That's been so powerful walking into an organization, a multinational where they already know about us because people have been tweeting, you know, like at Coca-Cola, you know, use social plastic, you know, alleviate poverty with material like that's And we've had th I think tens of thousands of that type of conversation occur. So do tweet that to hashtag social plastic. You use the brand at Coca-Cola, at Unilever, at at Ford, at anyone. That's great. We're listening all the time. That's amazing. And to bring it like totally super home, so to speak, what sort of... Ha Talk me through just a few simple changes you've made um, in terms of, you know, consumerism conscious consumerism that that maybe uh we can learn from 
Oh, well, I carry my own water bottle, refillable water bottle. I live in Vancouver. I have a pristine water. I travel the entire world. I've not yet been to a city where I can't drink the tap water. I've been everywhere. And, I, and, and not one city I can't drink the tap water. And yet people are, are, are overwhelmed using plastic bottles for water. Ridiculous. Spending so, They spend more on tap water than they do on fuel. Ridiculous. Certainly refuse single-use material. Certainly, I carry my own coffee cup, my, my own refillable coffee cup, and I get a discount at the same time. Why would you ever take a lid? What do you need a straw for? What do you need all of that for? Easy. We don't buy, you know, plastic in our house. Like, it's it's glass containers. It's, it's just simple stuff. It's not dramatic. And I try to stay away from polyester. I try to wear cotton, right? Finer fabrics anyhow, right? You know, polyester is cheap, Right? And, you know, my grandmother used to say that only a rich man can afford poor quality things. <laughs> how, how true. Right. Wow. Buy something good. Have it last. Have it last. Buy wow. good things. Buy good things. Wow. Unreal. Well, I could do this for another six hours, but <laughs> but um, you've given everybody a really good feel for not only the the great man that you are, but but the cause, the noble, the noble and just cause. And uh, at this point, we got a head head round second base towards some of our common, which I know are going to be as enlightening as your other answers, but, but I have a, a series of fairly routine questions I like to ask. Are cool. you, are you game? I'm game. All right. So number one, actually it's not numbered, but top of my head, how <laughs> does David Katz, how does DK define success? Oh, that's, that's easy. Um, when I am present in the moment, when I'm here and now, when I recognize that I have arrived and that I am at home, that is success. I have now. And when I am present in now, I have now. Beautiful. Well, as you know, there, there, there are no right or wrong answers here. That's yeah. a very, very strong I love it. Um, there is that when I can live that way, then I can live consciously in the creation. Sure. When I'm when I'm present, I am an unlimited possibility in my life, and I can be in the execution of that. I can be in the in the in the power of an unlimited life, not based on something that I think I know or what someone told me or some emotion or something else. I live when I am present fully. Then then I have everything that I need as well because. You know, success. When I, I, I choose unlimited joy in my life, it's difficult to stay in that realm. But that is that's my choice. And like, if I don't feel joy, I know that I'm not being present. Hmm. Hmm. If I don't feel joy, I'm time bound. Time and pain are bedfellows. If you feel pain, you're living either in the future or in the past. In the future, being a sense of salvation. In the past, being a sense of identity. Uh, or you're, you're yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I was just going to make a little joke. Or you're being attacked <laughs> by a, a dog, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> which is happening sure, sure. in the present. Right. Um, uh, as this creative thought leader, really a, a 
uh, an amazing creator. I, I, you've already answered this somewhat, but again, as a stock question, I, I it's not going to hurt to hear it again. How do you battle through tough days where where your your life was threatened or something went sideways with one of your banks or or I mean you know you got a host of of challenges and you get home and you're 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 spent you're done what where does DK go from there? Well, I'm on fire all the time and I, I won't start my day without my critical important elements of my life critical elements of my life to be present so that I don't live in the thoughts of things. I'm in the creation of things. What can go, you know, the only, the only child, what happens, what occurs for people when, when something hits the fan is that they think it's an indication of themselves. They think it means something. They think that someone else will think something bad of them. I love that. I'm so glad I asked. Yeah. I, we, we want to, we want to give it some meaning that is totally arbitrary. Yet we're buying. Totally. We're, we're, we're buying into the You're story. Totally. You we're, chose it. You chose a story that it means something bad or something. Okay, you chose. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. You chose it. Just be in the recognition you chose it. If you want to choose that, choose it. Yeah. But then be powerful in the choosing. And if you're going to choose something, I guess my, my question is why not make it an empowering one? Amazing. Make- it's totally right. empowering. That's why I say everything's a gift. It doesn't matter what I what I encounter. It's a gift. It's a choice. It's my I look at it, wow, what a gift. What am I receiving here? Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it doesn't we, mean that there's not pain. It doesn't mean that there's right. things that go on that don't hurt. It doesn't mean that there's not emotion. Got it. But I use my thoughts. I don't let my thoughts use me. Two totally different. It, yes, I'm sorry. I'm looking back at my former C student. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something happened again. So yeah, um, my phone and my youngest has been trying to call me. That's oh, got it. Uh, well, we're, we're close. We're, we're approaching third and we're heading home. So, so you're, you're talking to your C student self Yeah. and you're, what, what advice are you giving him? Um, life advice. Oh, wow. The life of life advice of my, my C student, (laughs) um, (laughs) Um, you know, the life of there's this, uh, so, so broad, I'm going to go in a different direction for other people, maybe, maybe, you know, new entrepreneurs, new people. Uh, I think it's very important that you only take advice from people who you aspire to be like. I like it. Yeah. yeah, And advice, I guess, ultimately is pretty cheap experiences. uh... (laughs) And I mean, there's a lot of well-meaning people. I mean, there's a lot of depth in that thought too. And like, even your parents are are well-meaning. They're amazing. They love you. And they're like, you should do this, you should do that. But if you don't aspire to be like them, they are not in the position to give you advice. Sure. And it, of course, depends on the subject and all. Of course. All, all but the if other, they are, then right. great. But it depends on the subject and other things. But but choose wisely. Choose, right. choose where you influence yourself. You become you become that that you surround yourself with. Yep. Inside and outside. Right. The environment and your thoughts. All right. right. So, uh, name and, uh, don't, I don't want you to get too caught up in the term here, but name two or three habits that are instrumental in your success. Continuous improvement. Always be focused on, uh, the journey, right? The journey is the destination, period. Be in it. 
right? So, so very important and resign yourself to the gift of that. Beautiful. But it is life is a gift. Um, uh, and then, and, and certainly, you know, begin with the end in mind, you know, begin with what it is you want to accomplish and work yourself backwards. Begin with the end in mind, truly begin with the end in mind. And that is of self as well. What do I look like? What do I feel like? Who am I? What do I stand for? And then being just in the continuous journey, this continuous self-improvement to, 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 to be there. And I think most importantly as well is that you have now, only now, to not defer, to not believe that joy will occur in the future at some other place under some condition. To know that nobody can give you joy, it's not possible. Only you can choose to be in joy. And that certainly is relevant when it comes to a spouse or other relationships. How many people leave a spouse because they say, I don't feel in love anymore? Yeah, amen. What a loss, what a shame. Yeah, it's not out there. That's right. Um, and and I, I can go on. Yeah, <laughs> Those yeah, are good for no, that, that's, <laughs> I, I, I want to circle back on number two because... I don't think necessarily everybody gets this, and I know I, I didn't for the longest time. Begin with the end in mind, but then go through that circle of wellness. You know, the main categories, body, mind, spirit, social. What do you want that to look like? Begin with the end in mind and then work backwards so meaning to the now and then what are the behaviors what are the habits that are going to help me get there so so absolutely fantastic is there a habit you're trying to kick something you're uh this is optional some people (laughs) don't necessarily want to answer this Mm, i have to resonate on that for a bit um I don't know. I've got a daily meditation practice. I exercise every day. I don't drink. I don't eat sugar. Wow. Um, I, I, I pay attention to my energy. You know, I've got to, I've got to have a high level of energy for the world. It's important. I need to continue to be sharp. I got a, I, I got a question for you. I'm just going to skip that. Why do you meditate? Meditation gives you the space in between your thoughts and the present. Because all, all, what meditation does, it helps you recognize that you are not your thoughts. You are the one who hears your thoughts. There's a difference, a profound difference. Your thoughts or your ego mind, they're just thoughts. It's, it's the brain. What the brain does is have thoughts. That's what it does. It's just having thoughts all the time. But that is not you. That is just an organ in your body. Meditation creates the space so that you can recognize when you're in thought, so you can come back to the presence and to be in the power of your creation, into the possibility. If I want to truly live into the possibility, I live out of the possibility, out of my present mind, out of the present, not out of thoughts. So meditation brings me back and gives me the power to be present. That's all it is. It's nothing mystical. Right. No, I I love it because it's (laughs) – it's – uh, truth be told, I heard it on another show and, and it's the first time I've ever asked it because it's actually right. a very common habit of, of my guests. And so I figured out. It is a common habit of those who have success and joy in their life. It seems to be. <laughs> yeah. No. And again, it's not mystical. People think, oh, meditation, I'll go in, I'll see some vision. No, it's not about that. It's about, it's about creating a space when you're not in thought. To recognize when you're a thought and you can come back and you watch your breath and just 
Watch your breath as you breathe in, breathe out. And it takes you away from thinking. The moment that you stop thinking, you become present. Yeah. And the more that you can do that and the more powerful that you can come back. As soon as I have a thought, I can come back to being present so my mind doesn't get carried away. Yeah. That's when we get all the fear and everything else. That's when we, when it starts to run away. It's like, oh, no, this is going to mean that and then this and then that. And, oh, you're going to be bankrupt tomorrow or whatever. Those are just thoughts. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So we are coming close to home. A couple of your favorite books, transformative books, books you maybe, you know, perhaps gift to other people. Mm, I I continuously gift the seven habits, highly effective people. Dr. Stephen Covey, that's a critically important book. It is critically Uh, important. Critically important. Critically important. important. It's it's really a, a philosophy. Everyone in my organization has the, uh, know the book, read the book. We discuss the book. We we make it a a, a study. Uh, <laughs> I'm then, I'm just laughing because uh, yeah, for I don't know yeah. ten years every Monday morning, it's just making. I would literally quiz the guys and make them recite yeah. the habits, awesome. and we'd, awesome. it's just so funny. Awesome, awesome. Wow. Uh, and then um, and then the Untethered Soul, Michael Singer, beautiful book. I lost that. What was that? The Untethered Soul. Untethered. I, somebody else has mentioned that. Oh, Michael Singer, The Untethered Soul. Oh, go get that. Go listen to that right away. So important. Hmm. So beautiful. Just this, 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 It's this conversation which we're having about the thoughts and, and all of those things. So powerful to be in, in the, the Untethered Soul. A beautiful book. And I go through about a book a week, you know. So, you know, when I'm driving, I'm listening. So... You know, why, why would you, given the opportunity to arrive somewhere smarter than when you left, why would you not do that? <laughs> That's such a great line. I got to work that into my audio, uh, audible trial really? commercial. <laughs> given, right. given the opportunity to arrive somewhere better than when, when you, you left. left. Wow. Right. Uh, any other, any other book? It's cool if nothing comes to mind. Ooh, uh, give me a realm. Give me a topic. Um, I'll give I, you, I mean, I uh, probably have a thousand books in my per, Personal development. Well, that's the untethered soul. That's the okay. uh, power of now. That's okay. the new earth. That's, that's fine. Got it. Yeah, personal development. Personal development, I think to personally develop, you have to unlearn. Again, power of now is a good one. A we haven't, we haven't yeah. rolled in, and I, I'm a fan of that Ooh. one for sure. All Ooh. right. So Ooh. that brings us to any tech tool gadget website something you are very fond of utilize a lot other than the phone itself um wow um i don't know i love audible does that count yeah you bet it does You know, Audible's profound as well. Again, back to the conversation. Like, and I now have an opportunity. If I'm in a commute 30 minutes each way and I can go through an hour of a book a day and a good, a good quality book is five, six hours and I can go through a book a week. And then if I listen to a book that's been spoken by the author and I can have a conversation with the author and I can listen to the nuance and the importance over elements. What? what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Or, or I can listen to the radio or I can listen to the news or some fake BS? <laughs> Are you kidding? Fake news. Yeah, mm. audible.com. I love it. All right. Well, mm. that officially 
It helps us button this up. But before I let you go, sir, I want to thank you for the educational and enlightening and entertaining experience. And at the same time, offer you the chance. Of course, we're going to link to your website. But if there's anything we can do further that we haven't somehow covered uh, to support you or link to go to or something, please do share. Martin, I want to leave you with my favorite quote. Please do. It reads, we have the opportunity to choose who our children's parents will be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. I started going into some like heavy math and then I realized there's, there's no math there. That's the opportunity to choose where children's parents will be. Who do you choose if for no one else other than your children? Wouldn't you want them to be a coach? Wouldn't you want them to be now? Wouldn't you want them to be beautiful and loving and patient? Wouldn't you want them to be in service? Wouldn't you want them to advocate for the poor? Wouldn't you want them to be benevolent and and generous? Who you would choose? Yep. We have three rules with our kids. (laughs) Responsible, kind, and grateful. Just trying to right. keep it on a very simple level. Um, that's well, that's you. Well, you got to be responsible, kind, and grateful for them to be. Responsible, kind, and grateful. Well, uh, sir, again, it was an honor, privilege, and pleasure. I thank you for making the time. I thank you for leading the charge. I, thank you. I probably – you may be hard-pressed. You don't know this, but to find anybody who spends more time in the ocean – than myself. Mm. So mm. on behalf of me and my efforts and my energies, uh, thank you so much for, yeah, for pleasure. getting after it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Martin. Thank you very much. All right. Well, say goodbye to the listener and we will circle back later. Thank you, David. Thank you. Cheers. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going? It's phenomenal. It's I, The more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And of course, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting the show. So thank you again. I am extremely grateful. We'll see you at the next episode.